Welcome to C-Suite Radio. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Idly hey! Welcome to another episode of The Brett Allen Show. Prepare to be astonished! A pop culture podcast. Join Brett Weekly as he interviews your favorite celebrities from film, <gasps> oh, television, I'm back in business, baby. comedy, and much more. Inconceivable! Plus, you never know who will stop by. Dude, we are so gonna party! Now, here is your host, Brett Allen. Welcome in to another episode of The Brett Allen Show, a pop culture podcast where we interview your favorite celebrities from film television comedy all the places that pop culture likes to hang out and we have a major guest today this episode is super exciting we are chatting with Lodrick D Collins who can be seen here in just like a couple days in MGM's highly anticipated biopic respect uh he has the honor of playing the role of Smokey Robinson opposite of Jennifer Hudson and just an unbelievable cast. My question is, could there be any more amazing people in this movie? Uh, my gosh, it's just a cavalcade of celebrities. No, no, I appreciate that. It's true. Um, I remember uh, stepping on the set the first day like, whoa, okay. Oh, oh, we brought her. Oh, him too. Okay. Yeah. No, it's uh it's it's an amazing cast, uh, amazing cast of people who actually play characters that actually existed on this earth. So it's like just uh, a film full of love letters, man, full of love letters to the people that existed on this earth, that left their mark on this earth. Uh, yeah, and it's inspiring. It's inspiring to work with people like that. Yeah, yeah I mean, Jennifer Hudson, of course, and mm-hmm. I've been hearing about this film. I was talking with uh, your publicist before we started rolling tape and this movie has been talked about for a very long time i know mary j blige i mean it's just unbelievable and jennifer yeah. was handpicked uh mm-hmm. to play this role and everybody just was handpicked really i mean they really took a lot of care and concern uh because yeah. as you mentioned when you are doing a biopic and those types of things you, know, you have to be very careful about who you pick. It's not just let's get anybody. Let's talk about your role because, as I mentioned, you play Smokey Robinson and you were yes. chosen to play this role. How did this role come about for you? And what was sort of the genesis of how you found out about the project and your audition process and all of that? I remember when I, I live in LA now, but I remember when I lived in New York City, I had friends who were singers uh, who, 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 like myself, who idolized Smokey Robinson. But they were much more like they were in the music industry. So some of them had probably worked firsthand with Smokey Robinson. And uh they would they would they would call me that. They were like, hey, Smokey. You know, and I had this buddy that said, you know, this is when I was much younger. I had this buddy that said, one day, dude, you're gonna play Smokey Robinson. I never understood that, man. I never understood that. I didn't see 
um, I didn't see the familiarity that everyone else saw, you know, or not everyone else, but that these individuals saw. Um, and I remember they said that the film was coming out. I reached out to my agent and I said, you know what? Eh, there's a role for Smokey Robinson in there. Throw me in. I think that would be really cool. It'd be interesting. I idolize this guy. You know, I idolize him. I know his music. I know, you know, his his celebrity persona. Like, yeah, I grew up wanting to be that guy. So, hey, why not? That'd be interesting to audition for it, you know, not knowing that I would actually get it. Uh, and, yeah, I did that. And I have a, had a great agent, have a great agent, and uh, she was pretty diligent. And the next day I get this audition for Smokey Robinson. Uh, and it happened really quick because uh, we did the audition. Uh, they liked it. Uh, they were like, oh, we want you to do it again. Oh, yeah, we like you. We, don't, we, want, we want you to fly out in a couple of days. <laughs> and in a couple of days, you're going to be on set shooting, you know. So it was really quick, a really quick turnaround. But um, rewarding, you know, rewarding. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, obviously, you know, you're on this current show. Uh, the Oval, which is created yeah. by Tyler Perry, which is another amazing show, by the way. Um, yeah. I hadn't seen it until recently, and I started watching episodes, and now I'm addicted. Um, it's uh, just spectacular. So hats off to you, sir, for that. Uh, but to be able to play this character mm-hmm. is just amazing. So did you start filming this pre-pandemic, post-pandemic? Yeah, man. We shot it before the pandemic was even a thought in the mind. We okay. shot it two years ago. Oh, wow. Uh, so it's been a minute. <laughs> yeah, no, no. We shot it two years ago. Uh, it was supposed to come out in August of last year, but the pandemic pushed all that back. Then it kept getting pushed back. But, you know, uh, it's frustrating when it happens, but then you realize in the grand scope of the universe and being an instrument within the universe, you realize that it's working out the way that it's supposed to, you know? So it just got a chance to marinate. Uh, uh, people got a chance to anticipate its arrival you know uh we got a chance to prepare for its arrival so yeah everything worked out the way it's supposed to you know yeah I'm happy about it yeah i can't wait to see it i'm super excited and to be able to see it in an actual theater i mean that's just great i mean yeah. the whole streaming thing is great for some things mm-hmm. but i think this is one that definitely folks need to go out and support and see in a theater because of the music and all mm-hmm. of the hard work that's put into it now, I love this because you're a former U.S. Marine and you love sports. I was in the military myself. And oh, wow. yes, absolutely. U.S. Air Force. And oh, sweet. Uh, yeah, we had a lot of fun with the Marines deployed. I tell you, they got yeah. us to try and do some crazy stuff. But... That was a really smart branch, man. <laughs> yeah. um, but I love that. So you were kind of on this path uh, mm-hmm. to law school and then decided to pursue acting full time. What was the shift for you, Lodrick, that made you go from one to the other? Because that's a pretty big jump. Yeah. No, I'm glad you asked me that. Um, I had a mentor. Uh, I was inter. I was at a mentor that I was working with. He was my boss. He was like this big officer with this company, and like I, I, I looked up to this guy. He was the first person uh, that looked like me aesthetically. Uh, that was a black man that I could identify with, and I'd never seen him in a position like that. So I clung to this guy uh, and I walked in his shadows and uh, he was grooming me for this great corporate uh, corporate career that was ahead. And I remember one day he said, come to my house. Uh, we'll, you know, we'll hang out by the pool. Uh, my, me and my family were barbecuing and, you know, come hang out. And I was like, OK. So I remember going to his home and I remember getting there and he had this huge home and 
there were all these luxury cars for his wife and his wow. kids. And we go to the back and there's this huge pool. Basically, what I'm trying to say is the dude was loaded, you know? <laughs> yeah, it uh, sounds like it. I'm like, yeah, wow. No, no, no. He was loaded, man. Um, and um, he represented so much to so many people with, with the company and the position that he had. And I remember looking around like I walked into like Willy Wonka's chocolate factory wow. and I had the ticket and I got my mouth open like, wow, you know? And I say to him, I say, wow, you must be really happy. And he looked at me and he paused for a minute like, should I have this conversation with this guy? And I repeat, I was like, you must be really happy, right? And he was like, what makes you say that? And I was like, well, you got this great job, you got this beautiful home, all your kids have luxury cars, your wife just pulled away in a luxury car, you got this big old pool, you know, that we're hanging out by. And he looked at me, he said, what if I told you I wasn't? And I was like, huh? He said, what if I told you that, that, that I wasn't happy? What if I told you that I'm, I'm in a place where I'm stuck? Wow. What did you say? I was like, you know, that would blow my mind because I'm raised to believe that in my mind, you know, you, you, you go out and you make as much money as you can and you be happy. And the more money you make, the happier you are, right? And he says, if I could do it all over again, I would find something that made me happy. Wow. So my advice to you is um, find something that makes you happy now before you find, find yourself in a trap. And he was like, don't let money be, be the, the, the piece that you feel makes you happy. Find something that truly makes you happy inside and you grab onto it and don't let go and you pursue it with a passion. He was like, and if you do that, you'll find happiness. And that's my advice. And I was like, oh, okay. It messed me up for a minute. I'm telling you, like in that moment, I felt like I was drowning because it took everything that I thought success was and tore it all down. And I just remember sitting there for a minute like, ah. But that night I went home and I researched how to become a working actor. Yeah. Wow. I love that you use the term working actor because sometimes that can be kind of looked at as a strange term yeah. or I was interviewing an actress yesterday and yeah. she very proudly said, you know, I am a working actor. I work, you know, mm -hmm. I have arcs here. I get these big motion pictures there, but you know, to personify that as something different, it's kind of like, you know, trying to be something that you're not. And, uh, I mean, you've had a very successful career. I mean, yeah. you've been on some amazing shows, you know, Z Nation on Sci-Fi, Grimm on NBC, but you work hard and yeah. you, I, I would say, you know, you can't go into this business for the money per se, because, uh, you could become very mm -hmm. disappointed <laughs> possibly very quite quickly. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, obviously the money comes eventually, but you have to pursue this career uh, which can sometimes be very unforgiving depending yeah. for the passion yeah. of creating art no you know i was fortunate too man because i came up in my you know my artistic my artistic foundation started in new york city which is you know if you've ever been it's full of it's beautiful people who live in their in, in their gifts you know you could find someone with uh, a quarter in their pocket, singing with the biggest smile on their face in the subway. You know what I mean? Sure. Uh, and just living in, in 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 that in that found talent, in that in that blessing that they have, and in happiness. You know? Yeah. Uh, so I was always inspired by things like that. Of course, you know, I wanted to you know make a living off of the gift. Uh, but you know, the, knowing that your, the foundation can be rooted in a true happiness 
and and something that you love was always an inspiration to me. Yeah. So New York was a, like a good place to to build that as an artist. Yeah. Yeah, I hear that New York is a great place to start for many reasons, but just because it's so big and the pool is so yeah. wide, um, whether it's comedy or acting or theater, I mean, obviously there's always something going on, but yeah. y- you can be seen by a broader audience, right? So you can make those mistakes early on, uh, perhaps maybe not being seen by certain people that you don't want to be seen by yeah. right away. <laughs> Uh, and then come to L.A. and experience success. Well, I tell you what, Lodrick, I am excited for this film. I love this generation, this era of music. I play Smokey Robinson music all the time. I, I Very curious, a fan question. Did you guys yeah. do the singing in the movie or was it all pre-recorded? How did you guys work that out? Luckily, I did not have to sing. Okay, no, you're like, no way. No, I remember thinking like, oh, okay. man, like, I'm standing <laughs> next to Jennifer. Do you really want to sing next to Jennifer Hudson? And even Forrest. Forrest is an opera singer, Forrest Whitaker. Yeah. I'm like, do you really, and Titus Burgess, like, do you really want to sing next to these, like, musical, like, I, no, uh-uh, no, okay. I didn't. But Jennifer and them actually did. I yeah. Think it was probably most goose-bumpish. I know that's not a word, but we're going to make it a word today. It was one of the most goosebumpish moments, I think, on set. I remember I was going in for a costume fitting that day. I wasn't shooting that day. And Liesl Tommy, the director, called me over. She's like, hey, you got to come and see this. And they're shooting Ain't No Way and the making of the song Ain't No Way. And Jennifer's there and her sisters are there. Her sisters are Haley, Kil- Haley and Saikon, yeah. who are like Broadway, big Broadway ladies. You know what I mean? With beautiful voices are there and she's like we're going to shoot this live and they're going to sing it live with no track you know it's like they're not like they're not uh doing uh the lyrics over it they're going to sing it live with just the music and i said wow is this really going to happen she says yeah and they sing it and she says okay now we got to do like more and more takes of this so like i'm going to bring your lip sync over it uh over the track one of the broadway girls says I can keep going. Another wow. one says, I can keep going. And they look at Jennifer and Jennifer, Jennifer's like, I can keep going too. And for take like quite a few takes in, these girls sing live this song, man. And when it was over, I just remember us all, I'm sorry, these women singing this live. And I remember after it was done on each take, we all looked at each other like, this is crazy. Wow. You know, this, is, this is some amazing stuff happening right now, you know? Yeah, so I can't wait for you guys to see it, man. You know, I can't wait for you to see that scene. When you see it, you'll know what I'm talking about. But they sing it live, man. They sing it live. It's Broadway girls, you know, Broadway women. Unbelievable. Well, this is exciting. And we have been chatting with Lodrick D. Collins, who can be seen on the 13th of August. This amazing movie premieres Respect. It is a Mm -hmm. biopic of the Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin, starring Jennifer Hudson, more amazing cast, Titus Burgess, Forrest Whitaker, Marlon Wayans, Mary J. Blige. Also, be sure to check out uh, this amazing individual here on uh, BET's The Oval, which is streaming now. New season's just uh, released in July. And if you haven't seen Z Nation or Grimm on NBC, it's a little bit older, but it's streaming everywhere. <laughs> He's on there as well. Uh, yeah. Lodrick, thank you for joining me on the podcast today. I really appreciate it. 
Thanks, Brad. I greatly appreciate it. And the Oval is every Tuesday night, uh, 9, 8 Central. So check it out. <laughs> That brings today's show to a close. Goodly do. Thanks for stopping by. If you enjoyed the episode, feel free to share it with a friend and subscribe. It's absolutely free. The views and opinions of the guests do not necessarily reflect those of the host. Autobots, roll out. Go home.